Welcome to Brazen, a weekly podcast where we get down and dirty on how we can live a more curious, bold, and vibrant life. We are your hosts, Callie Hughes, a functional wellness nurse practitioner, and Valerie King-Maller, a transformational life and mindset coach. Together, we own Hello Glow Coaching, which helps high-achieving women thrive and lead happier and healthier lives. No topic is off the table as we dive deep into the options available to women when they put themselves back in the driver's seat and take deliberate action in their lives. So let's get started with today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Brazen Podcast. And today we're going to talk functional wellness. When I first met Callie, I had only a very vague sense of what functional medicine was. And Callie's great at describing it. So essentially, she's going to take us through functional medicine and functional wellness, and then how to add a little bit more wellness into your daily life. So Callie, tell us a little bit about functional wellness. So functional wellness and functional medicine are kind of two emerging areas in the medical field. So it incorporates a lot of pieces of traditional Western medicine, but it also wraps in some nutrition science and it really focuses a lot on getting to the root cause of any of your chronic conditions or health issues rather than just putting a band-aid on whatever symptoms you might be having or more realistically, getting a prescription for whatever your symptoms are. So I came into functional medicine as a new nurse practitioner and the medical director that I worked with was very knowledgeable about functional medicine. And he kind of took me under his wing and trained me in that mindset. And so it was a really interesting way to start getting some experience as a nurse practitioner, but also from the very beginning, getting this foundational knowledge based in functional medicine. And it was really impressed upon me from day one that I really need to be looking at what is the root cause of this issue and how can we support the patient's health from a very basic cellular level up. So that's kind of the concept underlying functional medicine. And functional wellness is a little bit different from that because it's focused mostly on prevention and helping you to optimize your health and wellness to avoid you getting sick in the first place. So it kind of marries my two passions of preventive medicine and functional medicine. So that's kind of the overview of what those two things are. And functional wellness is really an interesting thing to teach people because a lot of it comes off, frankly, as like common sense. (laughs) You know, it's really basic things, but it's the most basic things that I am always finding people 
slip in. So things like getting seven to nine hours of good quality sleep a night and managing your stress and moving your body and nourishing your body, like those are the main tenets of functional wellness. And that's what I teach people. And so most of that goes into giving people practical strategies that are going to help them implement those most basic things in their life in a sustainable way where they can keep it up for years and decades and like the rest of their life, as opposed to just, you know, going on a crash diet to lose 20 pounds so that your doctor will operate on your knees or something Mm -hmm. like that. So what I have for you is seven specific tips that are going to help anybody implement functional wellness concepts into their day-to-day lives. And these are all pretty basic, but honestly, these are like the little tiny things that you can start working into your everyday that are going to make a huge difference on how you're physically feeling, on how you're mentally feeling. It's going to help you to regulate your emotions better, manage your stress levels, and you're just going to see kind of this total life transformation over the course of just a couple of weeks. And when you keep it up for months, you're going to start noticing you're feeling even better. And it kind of just helps you to spiral up and up and up until you're feeling your best. So let's get started. (laughs) (laughs) So number one, probably the most important is to drink your water. You want to drink a minimum of eight cups of water, 64 ounces per day. And so some tips that I usually give people to help them get there, because for a lot of people who don't drink a ton of water normally or who prefer other types of beverages, like whether it be Diet Coke or Crystal Light or iced tea or whatever, Some tips to help you drink more water and hydrating liquids is to have a clear water bottle sitting on your desk because there's like a psychological component to that. When you can see that you're drinking and drinking and drinking and that water's going down, there's something about that that keeps you drinking more water because it's like, oh, I'm doing good. The other thing that I always recommend to people who are like, I just cannot make myself drink eight cups of water. It is too much. Try using a water bottle or tumbler or something with a straw because straws naturally help you to drink more fluids. And that's always a surefire thing. Like if people have trouble with, you know, any other type of method, like whether it be the clear water bottle or like having rubber bands on your water bottle that you move for each, you know, milestone, I guess, of drinking or whatever. If none of that's working, try adding a straw and it's like magic. It's so strange, but it works. So a minimum of eight cups of water, but ideally you want to take your body weight in pounds, divide it in half, And that's how many fluid ounces you should be drinking to help your body to stay fully hydrated. So work up to that, though. You know, start with the eight cups and then 
you know, get yourself up to 100 ounces or whatever. Number two is to take your vitamins. Like I'm going back to, you know, helping your mom, you know, get your vitamins into you or whatever. (laughs) But that's one thing that a lot of people let fall by the wayside. And I'm guilty of it myself. Like I'm really terrible about taking my multivitamins sometimes. But if you take your just a well-rounded standard multivitamin, you want to make sure that it's a good quality and you're actually getting what you're supposed to be getting out of it. Some of those big horse pill vitamins that they sell in the drugstores, they don't really dissolve as they go through your system. And so you're really not getting a whole lot of benefit from them. So personally, I really like Pure Encapsulations and Life Extension Foundation vitamins and supplements. Those are super high quality, but you can find like Nature Made brand in the grocery store, drugstore. That's also a good one. But just find a well-rounded multivitamin that's going to give you all of the basic nutrients and minerals that your body needs to function properly. And if you're not really sure what you need or if you're deficient in anything, like having a vitamin D deficiency is super common up in the Northeast where Valerie and I live in the United States, just because there's a lack of direct sunlight for at least half of the year up here. So vitamin D deficiency is super common. Magnesium deficiency is super common. B vitamin deficiency is super common. If you go to your primary care, you can have them draw labs to check the levels and then they can recommend like specific dosages that would be beneficial for you if you do seem to be low in anything in particular. Number three is to prioritize mental stillness. This is something that we don't get enough of in our typical day-to-day lives. We're so used to being go, 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 going from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, and then going to sleep, waking up, checking our phone and like go, go, go again. But we need to start making it a priority to have quiet time. And this doesn't need to necessarily be time where you're sitting still and meditating because a lot of people have trouble with that. But when you're in the car and the kids are not there or they're sleeping, shut off the radio and just sit in the quiet and just like listen to yourself think. Or if you're on a walk, that can be a time where you engage in some mental stillness. And that's just going to help to clear away a lot of the white noise and it's going to help you to just regulate your nervous system, get out of that adrenaline fight or flight stress response. And it's going to help to kind of like just take everything down a notch and regulate you. Number four is to get joyful movement. So this can be anything that moves your body and feels good to you. I am not an advocate of you forcing yourself to do high intensity interval training just because research says that it's good for your heart. If you absolutely hate every single second 
(laughs) that you are in a hit class, I say, forget the research and just don't do that. Like if it is going to be this huge mental battle every time where you're like not wanting to go, but then you're trying to like convince yourself to go and you're fighting yourself the whole way and you're telling yourself, oh, this sucks. I hate this. Like that's not going to really benefit you in the long run and you're not going to stick with it. So find things that work for you that you enjoy, like maybe try kayaking or canoeing, try fishing, try going for, you know, nature walks, walk on a treadmill if it's a rainy day, like just find different ways to move your body, play soccer with the kids, climb on the jungle gym with the kids, like whatever. But just doing any kind of movement, it helps to regulate your stress response. It helps to regulate your blood sugar and it helps you to maintain good muscle mass and bone strength and all of that that you want as you get older. Number five is to make time for the important stuff. So this is kind of a nebulous topic a little bit because it is different for everybody. But if you've ever heard the rocks, pebbles, sand metaphor where, you know, this professor has all of these rocks and he dumps all the rocks and he says, is this jar full? And all the students say, yes. And then he dumps a bunch of pebbles in. He says, okay, is the jar full now? And they say, yes. And then he dumps a whole bunch of sand in that like, you know, goes and fills in all the cracks and everything. And somehow he got three bags of rocks, pebbles and sand into this one jar. And then he goes on to explain that if he were to put the sand in first, which would represent all of the like small, relatively meaningless things that we fill our lives with, like social media and shopping and scrolling on our phone and those types of things. If we put that into the jar first, you're not going to be able to fit all of the pebbles and all of the rocks in. And the rocks represent the really important things in your life, like your friendships, your spouse, your marriage, your kids, you know, whatever it is that is just the thing that gives your life meaning, a sense of purpose you need to make sure that you're putting that into your jar first, then filling it in with the things that are important, but not as important, you know, your job and going to the gym and, you know, whatever those other things are for you. And then put the sand in after that. So you need to figure out what's a rock, what's a pebble and what is sand in your life and adjust things accordingly. And there is going to be so much satisfaction that comes pretty quickly when you make those adjustments. And I've seen that with other people that I've worked with. I've seen that in my own life. Like when I adjust my priorities and I make sure that I am prioritizing the things that are actually important, like that's a quick win. You notice the changes really quickly with that kind of a thing. Number six is to cultivate your community. So what this means is basically finding people who are your people 
and keeping them close and creating your own little community out of them. This is something that a lot of people surprisingly lack in their life because we're so caught up in work and we think that our work relationships are our friendships. And a lot of times those are really surface level and they don't really know what's going on in your life. And if you were to quit your job or be let go, how many of those people would know what's going on with you? So what you want is to find people who understand you, who you are comfortable being vulnerable with, with this give and take, and just having a small community of really close people, like five people who really know you and that you can rely on. And then having a group beyond that who share the same interests as you and maybe aren't as close, but you're still friends with them. And this is really talked about a lot in this book, Belong. And it's all about walking you through how to cultivate your own community. And so I really recommend that book. It is by the author's last name is Agrawal. So look that up and get that book because it's really helpful in helping you to understand the benefits of community and how to create one. And then finally, number seven is you need to get seven to nine hours of quality sleep. And this is a lot easier said than done for a lot of people. But Valerie and I walk people through how to create a good bedtime routine, a good morning routine, and then habits that are going to help you facilitate a good night's sleep throughout the day. We have some free resources on helping you to create those routines and habits in your life. But basically what getting good sleep does is it helps your body to kind of reset. And there's a lot of research that has looked at the benefits of getting six versus seven versus eight and nine hours of sleep. And they've determined that for most people, seven to nine hours is the sweet spot where you get the most benefit from. And that's because once you enter that deep sleep REM cycle, that's when your body does its clean out. You know, your brain is kind of storing things into your long-term memory. It's cleaning out all of the toxins that have built up from, you know, a day of processing lots of information It's when your body is kind of flushing itself out. So if you're lacking sleep, then you are not giving your body the opportunity to kind of do its daily detox. And so that's going to create more inflammation in your system. And it's going to set you up for having issues with chronic conditions later on in life over time. So that is a really quick tutorial on some really basic things that you can start doing to incorporate more functional wellness into your life. And so what I recommend is just pick like one or two of those things that we talked about and work on creating a habit around that where you're doing it every single day and then work up from there. 
And I promise that you are going to start seeing positive results in your mindset, in your emotions, in your physical health. So let me recap all seven of these tips again really quickly for you. So number one was drinking enough water. Number two was taking your vitamins. Number three was prioritizing mental stillness. Number four was getting joyful movement every day. Number five was making time for the important stuff. Six was cultivating your community. And seven was getting seven to nine hours of quality sleep each day. So that about wraps it up for today's episode. I would love to hear if you try any of these things and it works really well for you. Or if you have any questions, please reach out to us and we will see you next week. Same time and same place. 